Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So welcome back to another episode of the Bar Stoolers Premier League podcast. So today it's just myself, Ronan and James, because due to some technical difficulties, Cunnell is unavailable to join us. So there was power off in his house and his internet is pretty shagged. So he's decided to sit this one out with a, a hamstring injury. So I think a good place to start uh, on this one is Liverpool lost again. A fantastic start to this week's proceedings. So, what happened, lads? It was a bit of a disaster, wasn't it? We played fine up until the first Leicester goal, and then we just completely collapsed, which was fantastic. Yeah, VR decisions, questionable. Whatever about the first goal, it's very tight offside. A lot of people are saying it was offside. I'd be one of those people, but I'm not going to get into that, because... I'm done talking about VAR offside decisions. What I'm not done talking about is the absolutely awful decision for the second goal. Obviously, Alisson made a big mistake and you can't can't really complain about that. Well, you can blame referees or anything for that. But Leicester won the ball back from that attack by Johnny Evans just going into the back of Sadio Mane and pushing him over. Should have been a free kick to Liverpool. The fact that VAR didn't even look at it was a bit of a joke. But regardless... Once the first goal went in, we were very, very poor. We completely collapsed. And to be honest, the Leicester win was probably a fair result because I know they hit the bar, they hit the woodwork twice in the first half as well with Vardy. Yeah, on the on the balance of things, the way Liverpool are going at the moment, it just it's hard to know where this next win's coming from. It's it's a disaster. It looked all good. Like we were Milner was bombing up the pitch. Uh his injury was turning point in the game. Like, look at Thiago; he he turns the game for us in a in a in a bad sense. But these VAR decisions, all we're asking for is consistency. Just a bit of consistency go a long way. Like Che Adams' goal at United, things like this are getting overturned, and then they're standing the next week. These really tight offside calls, you know, just a bit of consistency. Either allow uh, advantage to the attackers or to the defending team. Just consistency. That's all we're asking for. Uh, but yeah, another torrid game. Uh, awful, awful result. Um, well, not an awful, awful result, but when you were one nil up in the 71st of minute, you want to be taking home all three points or at least a point. Just sorry, stepping away from the game for a second, but I just think it's ridiculous with the VAR that there's these crazy calls every single week that are just absolutely outrageous. Has everyone talking about it on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and everyone giving out. You think VAR is brought in 
and that's going to get rid of all of this complaining, but it really hasn't. I don't think it's the VAR, it's more of how it's been used and the level of the, it, yeah. Yeah, the officiating in the Premier League is shocking. You think when it was used in the World Cup in 2018, like it was great. And in the Champions League, it's very good as well. It's just so consistent. But anyways, back to the game. I missed the first half because I was working, but I did watch the highlights. And so you saw like it had a pen? I didn't see that in no. the first half. Well, if it was United, would have oh, been yeah, like, yeah, contact yeah, I, on his foot, I, yeah, like, that, you know. Yeah. yeah, if that was a Fernandez, Now, Cunnell's not here to be like, oh, but all these are fouls that United are getting. So we're going to badger him on this one. But yeah, it was a great finish from Salah. Lovely wee back heel from Firmino and he just took it so lovely. No, no run up or anything, just knocked at far post. And then Ronan's love child, Harvey Barnes, and James Madison, the FPL goats for himself, are coming up again. You have to wonder, when will it stop, or if it'll stop? Yeah, it was hard to be mad about those two goals, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, at this stage now at Liverpool, I'm more worried about the players I have in my fancy team. Because the league is dust at this stage. There's nothing to play for. City, are, they've won it. It's in, in my eyes, anyways. No one's come close to them. Uh, I know Ronan's been going on about City walking the league for quite some time and he just wants to say I told you so but we can't have him say that yet. It would be great though if Leicester had a late resurgence even at like the cost of not. Ronan winning the FPL. I'd rather, City I'd, rather just have to, I'd rather not have to say I told you so. I'd happily see Leicester win the league um, but in terms of we don't have anything to play for we very much do because Chelsea are in form at the minute. Uh, obviously West Ham I don't think West Ham will finish top four but they're around there. Um, obviously, Spurs are still kind of contention. Uh, Villa aren't totally out yet either. Um, they're two games in hand. And there's no guarantee we win the Champions League. So we kind of need to finish top four because I think playing Europa League next year or just not being in the Champions League anyway next year would be an absolute disaster. I was looking, I was actually looking at the form table. Um, I was going to say Everton there, but Everton are, I think, 18th in the form table. And no, they're 17th, and Spurs are 18th, and Liverpool are 14th in the term form table. And they're all in the top eight, and they're all teams that were in the round qualifying, challenging for Europe. So it's just, it's completely open race because there are three teams that, you know, four or five weeks ago, you would have said, yeah, they're probably, you'd fancy them to, you'd fancy Liverpool and Spurs to be challenging top four. And then you would have said you'd fancy Everton to be challenging for Europa League. But based on the form, you don't know. And obviously, Chelsea, I think, are second in the form table now. So easy enough games though to yeah. be fair. Easy yeah, enough games. I know what games we didn't win as Liverpool, which is a worrying statistic, but uh on the balance of it, like they're not creating as many chances, their XG's going down, different things, but the defence does look shored up with a very unusual back line that they have. So on the form Look. table there, Liverpool have lost three games in a row, which has them down in sixth place, two points behind West Ham. And West Ham and Chelsea both level on points at 42. Uh, just Chelsea with a better goal difference. But Moises, men, he's flying high with the Amers. Jay Ling's has had two good games, won a penalty, got two goals um, against Villa. Looks to be a good sign. And what, what do you make of West Ham recently? Uh, we're very good against Sheffield, I thought. I was only saw the match today, highlights. But they. they, they... They definitely look better going forward with um, Lingard and that team. And even Ben Ram has kind of played himself into a bit of form recently as well. Obviously, Sheffield, they're not great. Everybody's pretty certain they're going down. Um, but like 3-0, 3-0 is 
Sheffield didn't really look like scoring. They had one chance with McGoldrick and Fabianski made a really good save, but like they looked defensively solid enough and they're looking a bit more of a threat going forward. Yeah, I'm massively impressed with the fullbacks for West Ham. I think they're they're crucial enough. Like uh, Chilwell, I think he is a career best of nine assists this season. Am I outrageous in saying that? I know he's the top point scoring FPL defender. Uh, Chilwell, uh, Cresswell, is it? Or, or Chilwell, Cresswell, of course. Good lad. Um, disaster. Um, yeah, Cresswell and his man works in Aldi. That's a. I think we've dropped that stat one too many times in the pod already. But yeah, absolute legend. They're in abs crazy, crazy good form. And even Sofal doesn't offer the same creative outlet, but um, he's solid as a rock. Their midfield is fantastic. Like yes, people like checking Rice's. It's not a bad midfield to have. And people it? like Fornals aren't getting a game now. Like that yeah. is pretty mad for a West Ham level team. Suchek's just an absolute monster. I love him. He's yeah, a bullet header machine. Yeah, those two lads coming in from Slavia Praha, Suha, Suchek and Sufal. They've just been so good from like Sufal is um you know, Sufal probably not the best going forward. But he looks I don't think I've seen him play any games where he's made any mistakes or anything defensively. Like no. he's I think he's up there with um well this season at least he's up there with Wan Bissak in terms of defensive fullbacks. I might that might be a bad opinion, I don't know, but I think he'd be very good. And him and, and Bowen are, are serious workhorses as well. Oh yeah, him. Bowen covers every bit of grass. Yeah. And even Suchek, did he win? Did he win the Player of the Month last month, or was it Gundogan? No, Gundogan. It was, Gundogan it was, was close, but he, yeah, he was Gundogan unlucky not to win just, it. He had a, a yeah, wild was very good. All things considered, yeah. yeah. Oh, was it, it wasn't it the month before? Was it Bruno, or is that just FIFA? It no, it's the one they do the vote with FIFA. I don't know if it's like a vote with, like if it's a percentage of how many people vote, and then it goes to a panel. But I know a lot of the time people on FIFA vote for who they want as a FIFA card which is ridiculous it should be the Premier League decides like the players or something decide who becomes player of the month and then he goes into FIFA instead of the other way around same with the Puskas it's a bit of a disgrace like. yeah Puskas voting is a joke big son winning it because everyone in Korea is voting for him Jordan Flowers robbed fact also why Ireland never win the Eurovision again you know <laughs> not about right, the talent Away from the Eurovision and back on Premier League football. So Spurs are Spurs this. Uh, from being genuine title contenders to being hopeless. That's the only way to put them. Mourinho's men losing again. Getting destroyed by City. Looked like a training game for, for Pep and the lads. Ederson very nearly took a penalty. He had better odds for being first goal scorer ahead of Lamella. The City dub train continues on. Mourinho could potentially be dust. Would you be surprised to see him get the sack? Um, I think they'll give him till the end of the season, depending on how well he does in the Cups. They're still in the FA Cup, are they? No. No? Um, no, they lost yeah. Everton. Oh, lost yeah. 5-4. in the Europa League, which we'll get on to later. Um, they have the so Carabao, but sure, that's the... Mickey Mouse Cup yeah. Yeah, but Anton's good for Spurs really like, you know. I'd, see, I'd say they'll wait until he's at least out of the Europa League because if they win the Europa League they're Champions League next season which is probably what Jose Mourinho's mandate for the season was was to just get back into the Champions League after last season that'll be you and me just... completely finished Ronan if uh, they go for the Europa League and start playing like Mora Vinicius and the boys in the league <laughs> oh yeah it'd be horrible um, yeah they're just 
very, well, we say it every week, they're very uninspiring. Uh, defensively, they're not usually that bad defensively. Obviously, Davison Sanchez getting caught out with the Ericsson ball over the top. Oh, and Gundogan yeah. ended his career. He oh, folded. Him. Yeah. <clears throat> David Sanchez has always been a very iffy defender every, anyway for Spurs. They're just not. Um, just City are too good at the minute. Like, it's yeah, very, very annoying to watch because you just never really have any hope that someone's going to beat them. Yeah, but I thought if there was any hope that anyone would get a result in them, Tottenham usually do play very badly, especially this Mourinho Tottenham against them. But they seem to get results. And look, Kane hits the crossbar or the bar, I forget which. And Yeah, the crossbar or the bar, it's the same thing, lads. But I True. know what you're trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. hit the post. Hit, hit the post for free kick. Yeah, sorry. Um, hit the post for free kick. And that's pretty encouraging for Spurs. There was some questionable referee, and not that it would have turned the balance in, in favour of Spurs or anything, but... I didn't think it was as horrible a performance as other people are making it out to be. Like, it is Man City away. Just on how well City have been playing recently, I've seen something during the week on Twitter. It was Dash puts City to 11 wins in a row now, which is puts them eighth. That's the eighth longest winning streak in Premier League history. And three of the eight longest winning streaks in Premier League history have come in the last three seasons from Liverpool and City. So it just shows like how much like, the big teams, the big teams yeah. are just kind of starting, are just dominating in Premier League. Like people have always given out about the Bundesliga and Serie A and even La Liga to a certain extent with Real Madrid and Barcelona, but the big teams dominating for so much. Like that's just starting to happen in the Premier League now. Because like I know City won two in a row and Liverpool Turkish, but no Bundesliga yeah. and the French but, league. That's that's a piss take. Like yeah. if. But it's PSG and Bayern are going to win the league every single year. But you think in Spain it's either Barcelona or Real and recently in the Premier League it's been City or Liverpool and that tide's definitely changing. Like you think next year there's definitely United absolutely gonna be up there. They'll make yeah, some good signs surely in the summer. You'd but imagine United. they'd sign a new centre half or something and even they might bring in a new midfielder. Pogba goes as well, and that might help them improve. So you can't write them off. Chelsea, you never know. Tuchel could, if he gets to somewhere, um, you assume he will. Uh, you'd imagine he'd bring in some players to shore up that Chelsea midfield as well, and even maybe get a new attacker if he doesn't trust Varner. So like, it's going to be a lot closer between. I still think City. Obviously, we're not calling next season already, but City are obviously still going to be up there next season. You'd imagine Liverpool with Van Dijk fit will be up there again next season. But it's going to be a lot tighter than it was the last two or three years. But just on the point of the league quality diminishing or the top teams pulling away, I think that is always the feature of the top leagues because the Premier League years ago was pretty shit. Like, let's be honest, like 13 titles for United. Apart from the Wenger spell of him being good and then Mourinho at Chelsea, Premier League was a pretty dead league. Like, it was yeah, pretty the, foregone conclusion. Like the early 2010s were quite bad. Like teams 90s were, really... were terrible. The teams aren't performing in Europe. Like it was just Spanish dominated European performances. Like Sevilla were winning loads of Europa leagues, which was a bit mad. Yeah. And then Real Madrid won loads of Champions Leagues. Barcelona in there as well. But it's I think the Premier League's now come back into this dominance that it probably, probably should the managers, have. Is it? Well, like it, I know the two thousands. 2008 it was an all English Champions League final with United coming out on top and then Liverpool got the two Champions League finals as well and then the 10s United got there at Fergie against Barcelona but like apart from that there's been it was Chelsea won it 
Just she won the year after. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, but that's when the, the Premier League was scrap. Like, mm. That Chelsea team was bad. Yeah, that Chelsea team finished seventh, I think. Like, and they sure Liverpool. Cup, did they? I think. Yes. Liverpool either finished one place above them or one place below them that year, and Liverpool were fairly bad that year as well. Oh, yeah, one place below them. Yeah, it was eighth, wasn't it? It was awful. Disaster. That was the Dalgleish terrorism when he was back at the club. Fucking Stuart Downing and the men. The, the best era of Liverpool football. Yeah, you know, we're spoiled for choice at, at, at this stage. But Yeah, it puts in perspective. Like, we're still... We've just won the league, we won the Champions League, and like, uh, we're, we're getting really mad about all this. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I still think, I'm still holding on to that that season. We got 97 points and didn't win the league because just uh, all these City titles are just flooding in and... It's just so unfair. Like Klopp did so well to get so close to City that season because that like Liverpool's squad is a chest of riches. Don't get me wrong, but City's squad is just a joke. Like anyone can win the league with that squad, really, if you're half competent. Yeah, anyone can win that league if you're half competent, and it's even harder when you've got Pep Guardiola to help to beat them. Yeah. If you had David uh, Moyes managing City, he'd win the league with them because they're just so good. Yeah, it doesn't matter what manager's there. Got the Mandra's playing style would rub off, but as as you their the squad is just around. so good. Laporte can't get a game. He got a game recently, but they've not had any strikers all season. Yeah, and even still, they're still banging in the goals. See, everyone else is below par this year, pretty much. There's a load of freak results because different things happen. I don't really know what it is, but City are just City are probably still a bit below par, but they're just a bit more consistent than everyone because they have the players. It was just they started off slow. And they didn't even start off that slow. And then Diaz and Stone started becoming this wild partnership. Like, no one would have thought John Stones at the start of the year would have been one of the best defenders in the league. getting a game. John Stones is certainly, in my opinion anyways, the most improved player in the league this season. Cancelo is class. He can play up either right back or left back. And then they still have Kyle Walker. Like, if you could do a whole podcast talking about City squad and how good they are and the depth and everything, but... Just crazy. Nobody listen to it because they're no fans. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about this side before in the podcast and we described them as the best of the rest. But since the airing of that podcast, Southampton have took a turn for the worst. They've lost five games in a row in the Premier League, leaving them in 13th spot. Since they beat Liverpool, they've been on a mad out downturn, getting bad results after bad results. It's a bit crazy. Who did they play the weekend? Was the last two on? Oh yes, yes. Um, in fairness, they have had a crazy amount of injuries, like even more so than Liverpool. Like they, I'd, I'd, I'd say the probably yeah, I, loads. They I'd lost the nine nil again. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was um, a great down. VAR being VAR. Well, I'm Mike sure Dean you, being Mike Dean. United scored like four the exact same goal. They just crossed the ball into six six yard mm. box and then they scored. <clears throat> yeah, defensively, there's not really much you can say that they've worsened up because if they're still playing Bednarek and Bestergaard in there, and I would have rated Bednarek quite highly for most of the season, and then like I've watched our last few games and he's been absolutely dirt. Um, yeah, he's been terrible recently. But yeah, they've had a lot of injuries, and I would say they're probably the most the worst tip for injuries. But like I've seen Hasenhutl Southampton go on bad runs before, like the start of last season, they looked like they were destined to go down or like they were destined to be in a relegation fight and then they just kind of hit form and they were fine I think that'll probably happen again I think they'll probably go off and win a game and I just I don't think they'll be brilliant again for the rest of the season but they'll, they'll be fine like they'll eventually just have an upturn form and 
Ah, yeah, like they're, um, they're fine, but what could have been sort of like they were genuine European contenders and they've lost five games in a row. Like that's a serious hit to any sort of European dreams that they were having. Like they they might have been singing Southampton in Europa two or three months ago, but now it's Southampton in the middle of the table. Like it's, it's great. Sure, Ings might. It, all it'll take is Ings to have another purple patch and Che Adams and Minamino to be working off him and getting a couple of goals chipping in. And, you know, it could be a lot better pitcher, especially looked at West Ham's fixtures, for example. They have a very tough next five or six. Then they've like a you know an easy end enough an easy end to the season. But West Ham could be in a different conversation in a few weeks. But they're still done the, great. To get the next are. the next four games for Southampton aren't too easy. They have Chelsea, Leeds, Everton, and the Blades. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're they're an easy bunch of fixers. So that could be another four four losses to make. You'd hope they'd pick up you know four or five points from that. You'd, you'd assume they would. At, you can't, can't really assume anything because the Blades have started winning games again um, but you'd hope they, if you're a Southampton fan you would hope they would beat the Blades Chelsea on their form like the Chelsea are still aren't exactly brilliant but on the form they're on you'd expect them to win Leeds are kind of you can never really predict what Leeds are going to do because sometimes they'll go out and beat a team 5-1 and then the next week they'll lose 6-2 or something um, Sheffield you'd expect them to beat Leeds uh, who's the other team? Everton Ever- Ever- are really poor really poor form at the moment so there's there's room there you'd be hoping they would get as I said they'd pick up six points from that and they'd be kind of a bit more steady after that uh, but you don't really know but like Ings and Jay Adams hopefully they hit a bit for Minamino's in there now and he looked good against Newcastle didn't watch with the weekend but um, I like Southampton I'd like to yeah, see them they're a good team a to form. watch yeah yeah, Ings scored a mad old volley there during the weekend like he is some serious yeah, quality good. like he could dig anyone out of trouble you know, so. So at the time of recording, it is currently seven o'clock on Tuesday, which means the Champions League is back. The first round of fixtures kicks off at eight o'clock with Liverpool playing Leipzig, and that's the first of the Premier League teams in Europe. So Champions League being back and Europa League being back also, it's fantastic having the European football back. It seems like it's been an absolute age since it was last played. The Champions League, it's the the last opportunity really for Liverpool to get silverware and get back on that horse. Do you think it's a a tough fixture against Leipzig? Uh, well, Leipzig are pretty second in the Bundesliga. I think they're only five points off Bayern. Um, obviously, they finished above Man United to actually qualify from a group. Um, obviously, good players in there. Sabitzer, Danny Olmo, I thought was quite impressive during the group stages and they've added to that with... Uh, Sabal Sabalai, like yeah, I don't a Hungarian. They got him from Salzburg. Yeah, he's a young um, fella. He's pretty good. I think they're a good team. Um, I was saying this during the week. I think Liverpool for the rest of the season should kind of just steer to skid defensively. I don't think. I think we just kind of accept to accept the fact that we're not going to beat teams by defending against them. We're going to beat them by outscoring. So I just personally think that we should just stick Ben Davies and Kabak at the back, and then just play Henderson and Fabinho in midfield and Fabinho's back of it again. But I think we're a lot better going forward and we can dominate in midfield. And obviously, of those who are back in midfield, um, it frees up Thiago to play in a position. Obviously, I'm quite a big critic of Thiago. Um, but the only bit of slight unfairness I would give to him is that he hasn't been playing in his regular role. Like the last few games he's been playing as a number six. And he's not a number six. Um, so I would... 
I think if you have those two lads in midfield and you free up Tiago to play his normal role, um, creative role, I think we'd be a lot better going forward. Obviously, Jota's coming back into the side now. Um, it's a hard one to call because I don't think we're great. Obviously, Leipzig are decent, but I don't think they're amazing. But I'm kind of, I'm cautiously optimistic that we'll win this. Yeah, I don't think Leipzig are immune to funny results. Uh, you know, I think it should be a bit of a foregone conclusion. Bayern, I think, do tidy up the league this year. Um, but that doesn't mean we can't get knocked out quite easily without this tie if we're not very careful. Um, similar vein to you, Ronan, I think that we should go for a more attack-minded uh, setup, but I do think we should play the front four with th- with two midfield in behind because uh, I think Jota, Firmino, Mane, Salah just offers us that bit more because, it, lads, if you look at Mane, like he hasn't been putting away the chances. He hasn't been looking the same this year. Firmino's been okay. He's just been doing his, his normal things. Um, and Salah's been great. So I think we need to hold them on the pitch the one time and not sacrifice any one of them because any one of them can turn it on and grab a goal, whereas at the back we could leak a goal at any time. So just give us the best chance we can of uh, getting as many goals as we need. Definitely has the potential to be a very interesting tie because thinking back to the Leipzig game when they played United in Leipzig, it's just Angelino was calling, causing absolute <laughs> problems, bombing down the wing. He was unbelievable. You never thought he could have done that watching City. Uh, obviously, they beat United, knocked them out of the Champions League. So, definitely has the potential to be a fun tie to watch as a neutral. Because you think uh, Nagelsmann, fantastic young manager. Awful trip, do, though. Yeah, it's not great, but doesn't mean he's not a good manager. You know, he's causing a star in the Bundesliga. Leipzig, Bayern's closest title challengers. But Champions League football is back. It's going to be good. Hopefully I haven't jinxed this, but <laughs> we move. Another uh, German team in action against an English side is Mönchengladbach against City. Big, big, City, big one. City getting an easy draw again. This is going to be a, a demolition derby. Yeah, It's not the- going to be pretty. Pep and the boys are going to walk all over Mönchengladbach. It's yeah. going to be horrifying. I don't think... There's much dispute in that. It's going to be disgraceful. It is, it is horrible. Gladbach are seventh in the Bundesliga. And I was like, I was just, because I was doing some notes on the teams that English teams are playing. They have, they just don't have any players that really stand out. Like, Alisson players are all right. Um, I was looking on the who scored stats. Like, their highest rated players this season on who scored are Hoffman and Stendhal. I don't think, I I don't know who Hoffman is. I've seen Stindle a few times. Stindle's an attacking midfielder. Yeah, Stindle's all right. He's but um, and then they've got Briel Mbolo, who is just like he's your man. He assigned in FIFA 16 career mode. You thought be unreal, and he's <laughs> he's fine now, but he's not really amounted to anything. Um, well, that's probably a harsh. He's he's playing regularly off in Bundesliga. He's obviously decent, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't give Gladbach any chance of getting through with this. Like they might sneak a result in one the legs, but like if they win or get a draw on the first leg you just imagine City will come out it was like Schalke a few years like ago beat them like 18-0 there yeah Schalke a few leg. years ago City I think drew two all or they only won 3-2 away to Schalke and then they came out in the next leg and beat them like 7-0 um, you wouldn't be surprised if that happened again um, yeah Pep's got a bit of that mental bla- blank in the Champions League like you wouldn't be surprised if they well you obviously would be surprised imagine they nicked it by one or two goals just in the tie overall and then City they just won't. mop up 
mop up the domestic treble easily as they always do, as they always seem to do. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That, I don't know much to say. And I don't know any other players. I'll be honest with you. I only know the Munchen Gladbach players because of FIFA. But the FIFA knowledge only goes so far in the real football and world. Well, probably the best tie of all the European fixtures with English teams is Chelsea and Atletico Madrid. Atletico flying high in the Spanish league at the minute, fairly tearing it up over there. Chelsea, recently new manager, we mentioned that in previous podcast, has the potential to be saucy. Chelsea probably got the hardest draw of any team that finished top because Atletico finished second in their group, but they finished second to Bayern. Um, obviously, Bayern class everybody knows that and I think most people kind of fancy Bayern to maybe not win but they'll at least be in the semis or the final just look I was just looking before the update Suarez top goal scorer in the Liga Chelsea are in good form at the minute um, obviously like you said they haven't even played brilliant opposition but they'll probably be a little bit more confident going into this than they would have been a few weeks ago if they'd gone on to play Atletico although I still kind of fancy it, um, Atletico win this Actually, I kind of fancy it let you to go quite far in the Champions League. I wouldn't be surprised they got to the final because they do have a very good squad this season with Suarez and obviously Felix is back playing again. He was injured for a while and they've got a solid enough defence as well. So, The only thing though is Diego Simeone is the king of anti-football. He just yeah. plays the most negative football but he grinds out results and that's what he does best. To be fair, City or City, Chelsea at the minute haven't been a joy to watch either. Like, you know, the back three with the wing backs, like Hudson Doy has been performing very well. Like he's adapting to his new role quite well, but that's very makeshift. And you're the opposition is gonna give you a false sense of conflict in this moment. Like you're going up against the top of the league. There are no mugs like Suarez now with Felix uh in reserve. Like that is that is serious. That is not Timo Werner and Ali G. I just I hate to see it, <laughs> even though I've been the Timo advocate this season. Uh, so I don't really see Chelsea getting past this one. It's, well, look, it's unfortunate because there's always one group of death that, you know, could have three solid teams and unfortunately let it go finish second and someone was going to get them, you know, and equally they were going to get someone who plays top, which they're not going to enjoy either because it's going to be a uh, tough two legs for them. But I can't see Chelsea getting past this. Like, look at look at us when we were flying peak form last year and... Uh, yeah, no, Black just had an absolute storm of a game. Saved everything. It was the best we played all season last year. Adrian as well. Yeah, that didn't help. Adrian, like Rocky fucking shit bastard. Oh, and now, and now, and now Chelsea are doing mad things, though, like playing Kepa in a game before Champions League. Like, you know, yeah. what way is that? They're going to rotate Kepu. Mendy back in. Mendy's not I, I, great, but he's far better than Kepa. I'm saying this on behalf of Connell because he keeps on saying this recently, and he's on the podcast, so he obviously. Mendy's 29. How? Where was he? Yeah. I know he's heard of him up until this season. Well, I suppose nobody really pays attention to the league. Even, but... Maybe he's just playing like striker on some lower league side. I don't know. Before this. Like Pepe used to be a striker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> goalkeeper. The, oh, the goal, Pepe. Yeah. That brings us on to the Europa League where Thursday Night Football it's United show. United and Sociedad. Tough enough fixture for United but you think that if anyone's going to win the Europa League, probably going to be United. I wouldn't be surprised. I can see them going all the way. Sociedad, as James would say, are no mugs. They're a grand outside. If you go players like Arazabal, he's solid. He's a baller. He could cause some serious problems. Um, yeah, obviously they have 
Saucy Dan finished second in their group to Napoli, but they finished second on nine points. So they didn't do brilliantly. They're fifth in the league at the minute as well, and but they're eight points behind Sevilla, who are in fourth. Obviously, they're a good side. They've got Isaac, uh, Alexander Isaac, who I think he's got 10 goals in 19 games a season in the Liga. Uh, obviously, David Silva's playing for them now, and um, Adnan Yanazai is playing for them as well. I don't really rate Adnan Yanazai, but Connell he loved him anyway. Still, no, he still does. He's convinced he's still going to be good. But yeah, back in the day, he's probably twenty nine as well. That's he's damn good. Eighty four. Um, they're good, but I still think you'd still fancy United um, to win this. Although you never really know what United in Europe they do get funny results. They probably should have got out of that group, especially after beating PSG away. But oh, they're in a great position, aren't they? Like yeah, they really should have got out of it. Uh, they beat PSG away and then they hammered Leipzig at home. Five uh, one or something. But, like, then still, they lost. They lost it. They lost Istanbul then. So for Sak, for here. Um, so you never really know what United. But I'd say like it's kind of like City. If City lost the first leg, if United lose the first leg, I still kind of fancy them to come out and put a few past Osiyadad. But again, it's it's a tough enough draw. But I'd still fancy United to get through that one. Yeah, and then Spurs. We kind of touched on this one against Wolfsburg. Or- that's there's probably not much of saying that one. Uh, if Spurs get knocked out of that, Mourinho's getting knocked out of his job. Wolfsburg <laughs> are not a good side. Spurs, you'd imagine, five goals plus over the two legs. Uh, Leicester and Slavia Praha has the potential to be a good one. Yeah, Slavia Praha finished. Um, in fact, all the teams that the Premier League teams are playing finished second in their group in the Europa League. Um, Slavia finished second to Leverkusen. Um, they could pick up 12 points in a group. The standout players, um, from what I could see, were Stanchu and Kucha. People might remember Stanchu from the Romanian side that played in 2016 Euros. I think he actually scored against France as well. They seem to be an all-right side, but I'd still fancy Leicester to get through. Yeah, that. I think Leicester, Leicester are a tidy old squad. Yeah, they're a tidy squad, as you're saying, but at the same time, they're quite inexperienced in Europe. And you know, how much does that count for? We don't know. Uh, so you could you could definitely back Praha to get a uh, get a surprise result here, like definitely. You know, Vardy's only back. Like they were very lucky against Liverpool. I know Brendan Rodgers gave it all. Oh, we had a plan if we went behind. Yeah, you you did in your shite. You were That's being our plan playing for every for game. Just seventy something Vardy. Yeah, knocked to Vardy. Great passes, great out balls to have in Madison and Barnes. As you know, Roland, because you watch them more than anyone. Yeah. But still. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Leicester when they're when they're struggling, when they're being pinned back, it's just fuck it, Vardy's down there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find him. And then Arsenal are playing Benfica. Uh, this is probably Arsenal's only chance getting Champions League football, so you think they have to win the Europa League. They weren't like you think they played Dundalk twice. They weren't very convincing in either game. And now they're into the, the money rounds of European competition like it could be bad yes uh, but Benfica aren't the side that they normally are I know most years people look at Benfica and think um, it's going to be a decent enough squad, squad side in Europe um, they finished second in their group to Rangers who are absolute terrors this season under Steven Gerrard um, I still don't think they're that great it's just that Celtic are very bad I'm not going to get into that um, <laughs> Benfica themselves are fourth in the Liga Nos and there's 13 points off the top of the league. Um, and they 
very poor a season by all accounts. Um, they do have some former Premier League team players in there. I was looking at their last lineup. They had Adult Harapt was starting, and they the two centre halves were Tongan and Otto Mendy. And they've also got Julian Weigel in there. They're good players, but. Oh, they are finished footballers. They um, You'd think they'd be doing something in League Nost, though. They're not. It's a winnable tie for Arsenal. I actually kind of fancy Arsenal to win this because they're in. They're in good form. By by Ar- yeah, by Arsenal's season, by the season they're having, they're in decent form. Obviously, they won 4-2 against Leeds at the weekend as well. Um, but Benfica... And Aubameyang Arsenal. could definitely do something in the Europa League. Yeah. Uh, sure, Otamendi and Fertongan play with crutches. So one true ball and their dust, like, he's destroying them for pace. It's not even what a question. Would be nice to see Adult Rap do something against Arsenal, though. Proper yeah, streets won't forget football. Yeah, whip out some FIFA skills. That'd be scenes. I think that wraps up our European discussion. It was interesting and hopefully all results go the way the listeners want, which for the three of us here, that's a Liverpool win. Anyways, as some of you may know, we are running a predictor league where we select a few of the fixtures of the upcoming Premier League round and we predict them. Unfortunately, we don't have the current leaderboard because uh, the gaffer, Cunnell, is away. But I am under the impression that myself and James both got zero points from our predictions this week. So And Ronan got the most points this week. Yeah, but... Even though I'm still last. <laughs> so we don't know where that leaves us. But anyways, we're going to tip on to some of these... You'll stay tuned if you'll stay tuned next week and you'll you'll get the L table there, so you will. So the first game we have for this weekend is a big one. Merseyside Derby, Liverpool Everton. Uh, last time we played uh Pickford committed a murder, chopped Van Dyke in half, where Charleston snapped up Thiago, showed him that this is this isn't the Bundesliga here, buddy. You're getting destroyed. I think Liverpool have to come out and win this one. But I'm not too confident, but I'm going to back my team. 3-1 Liverpool. Um, I uh, like, I just don't ever fancy Liverpool in a Merseyside derby. I know it's at Anfield, but it doesn't make any difference these days because there's no fans. Um, I am going to go for a... I'm going to go for the same score as the first game, 2-all draw. Um, because I don't think we're good defensively, but I also think Everton are looking equally as shit at the back. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. I was going to go for the 2-2 with similar reasons to own, but you have to be different on this show. This is what we aim to... We, don't we aim strive to for greatness yeah, on we the Barcelona's Premier League podcast. 2-1, um, I think we're just going to nick it. It's going to be a bit of revenge. Maybe Everton are on the side of a bit of VAR magic, like or not magic, like a bit of juju and uh, what a, a VR decision will go our way for once. Yeah, hopefully what goes around comes around and Jordan Pickford has an absolute howler. He does some of the mistakes that Alice breaks his T-Rex that. arms off the bar or something. So that's, that's kind of extreme. But anyways, the next game, the other side of the table is huge. Fulham versus the Blades. This is a rather large game in the relegation picture. And I, I'm going with the blades on this one. I see them sneaking a one nil win. It's gonna be an awful football match and it's not gonna be one that'll be enjoyable to watch. But I see the blades coming out with the dub here. It's an absolutely huge one because if 
I was looking at the table there. I didn't I didn't think Fulham were as close to Newcastle as they were. I think they're eighteen they've eighteen they're seven they point eighteen Newcastle. points and Newcastle twenty five. Yeah, so there's a seven point difference, but Fulham have a game in hand. So if they win this and Newcastle lose the weekend and then they win their game in hand, that's obviously one point. So like I I, I know I literally said last weekend that that bottom tree is set in stone, but like if Fulham can pick up a win here, they they're not totally out of it yet. And obviously I've Apologise for my opinions on Scott Parker. But uh, my actual prediction, I'm going to go for... I'm actually going for 2-0 Fulham winning here. I genuinely think Fulham have a chance of staying up at this stage. I um, I always said we strive for, for a difference by... I'm going to go for a 2-0 Fulham and win as well. Just being Chris Wilder at this stage. I I I want to like him so much, but he's getting harder and harder to like as the weeks go on. He's moaning. a winger. He's an absolute crier, isn't he? And Scott Parker actually has had time to work with the players and people like Madja are coming up with the goods now. And they're, they're actually good to watch. Like for the some of their parts, which isn't that much, they do try to play some ball and you got to respect them for that. So 2-0. Just thinking there, if Newcastle were to get relegated, St. Maximin would do criminal things in the championship. Oh, he's gone. He's gone if they get relegated. Um, if he was to stay, he would do bad 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 things in the championship but he's but only back is, so he might do bad things to keep he feels up. like a very Everton signing I wouldn't be shocked if he went there next season they got yeah, relegated. he's very Balassi-esque but he's yeah. a bit more finesse about him anyways on to the next game another big one it's a good weekend for Premier League action this weekend with the Amers playing Spurs Spurs in need of a win Hammers playing quite well and the last time they played it was a fantastic game. Lanzini scoring a rocket last minute of the game after Spurs dominating the first half. One of the most dominant displays I've seen all season. Their first half anyways, it easily could have been six. They should have put the game to bed. I think they might come for blood in this one. Uh, I've seen 3-1 Spurs. They're not losing this one or not dropping points this time. Um, Mourinho hasn't come for anyone's blood in, I'd say, about six or seven years. Uh, I am going for a one, one all. I was gonna say one nil West Ham, but I don't think they're gonna win. Um, I think it's just gonna be like every Spurs game. I think it's, I actually think it's safe enough to predict one all for the rest of Spurs games for the rest of the season, um, because they are just not fun to watch at all. I think that's actually quite a good hypothesis. I might take up on that, but not this week. We're gonna go for a two one Spurs win. I think yeah, as as a uh, mix was saying, the spotlight is firmly on Mourinho at the minute, and this is a great time for him to. Pull a good result out of the bag. Give it the big one in the press conference. Hopefully a son brace. No canes, no cane assists for me. Thank you. Um, and yeah, we move, but they're they're definitely conceding because that Spurs backline is unadulterated shite. I have to just give some context towards that prediction with James with the sun and the cane. We currently have a fancy Premier League draft. There's us, the Barcelona's lads, and then a few of our other mates. So. Things are heating up at the minute. So that's why James has the love affair for Son and, of course, Werner. And then Roman's um, love affair with the two Leicester boys. It's big. Me, James and Connell kind of shooting it out the top now. Ah, sure. I, since I got Gundogan in, he might fire me to, to title success. But sure, only, only time will tell. Speaking of Gundogan, Man City, Arsenal. Simple as 5-0 City. Demolition. Arsenal, tragic. City, class. That's it. Yeah, there's not really much to say about this one. I, I 
think it's going to be a bit more exciting than a 5 nil. Like, I'm going to say 5. Uh, actually, I'm going to say 4 2. Because um, I think Arsenal actually do look a bit better going forward these days. Um, but they're still not great. In fact, they nearly blew a 4 0 lead against Leeds there at the weekend. Um, so you'd imagine City will find this comfortable enough. I'm going to go for a 3 2 Arsenal win. I'm just going to fly in the face of all logic and reason. Arte had a ball. He was so pragmatic at the weekend. Actually, really annoyed me. Like he could have went for a Leeds jugular even more, and he's bringing on Willian because of his amount of contracted appearances he has to make. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't predict an Arsenal win, but just why not? Why not? The City will probably throw the kitchen sink at them, and uh, it'll be a mess, a bloodbath. But uh, I think Arteta will get one over on Pep. Why not? I hope that's the case, but I hate to break to you, it's not going to be. And another f- great fixture to end off this week's predictions is Aston Villa and Leicester. Two sides have been very good this season. Villa have surprised a lot of people. I know I had them in the relegation zone. Uh, the first podcast we recorded when we were talking about our predictions for the year, I thought they were destined for a relegation. But they've been class. And I see them getting a win here. Uh, great game, this one. 3-2 Villa. I think with Vardy back in the squad, Leicester um, might be a bit more consistent. Um, but I try it defensively. Are you going to go for a 1 0 Leicester win? I go for the reverse. Playing the Uno, Uno card right now, I'm going to go for a 1 0 Villa. It's, of course, it's not going to be Ali Watkins. It's going to be Big Cons or someone, you know, big set piece, bit of nice defensive solidity and see out the game. Um, just very anti Leicester at the moment between Roland's fantasy and what they've done to Liverpool there. So can't can't predict in their favour. That's it for another week of football, lads. Uh, don't forget to, to check us out on our streaming platforms, also on our social medias, on our Twitter, our Instagram. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and we have a link tree in our Instagram bio that gives you the links to all our socials. So we hope you enjoyed this one. Con will be back next week, hopefully he is the brains of this entire operation but I think we did well all things considering and I hope you enjoyed the podcast and hope to talk to you next week Network.